Praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. Beautiful Monday morning here in my office. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. This is our Romans Bible study. We're in chapter 15. Great to be here with you today, whenever today might be for you. You can find all our broadcasts, all our worship services, everything we do on the website, which is thecrosswaychurch.com, the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and you can listen to all the audio messages and services, uh, the teachings and the preaching sessions at uh, uh, an app called Spreaker, uh, just the audio there, and uh, the church has uh, an app for your phone. So I encourage you uh, to listen to everything that's coming out of this this ministry because this ministry doesn't just have uh, the word cross on our sign on our website. This ministry believe this ministry, and hopefully many more uh, are presently learning that everything is about Jesus Christ. From him, for him, through him, and back to him are all things the Bible says, and we keep the gospel the centerpiece on the table, and that means the message of the cross is the centerpiece on the table. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, again, we're in Romans chapter 15. This is part 8 today. You can go all the way back to Romans chapter 1, verse 1, verse by verse through this great letter to the church in Rome, and you can follow along with the teaching there at your own pace. It's all free of charge, and we just praise God for the opportunity to be able to put it out there for you, whoever you might be. Praise the Lord. And we're so, let me say this before we get into the teaching today. I'm so thankful for all of you uh, who pray for us and who sow financially into this ministry that we might do all that we do and, and be able to do what God's called us to do and you be able to benefit from it. The technology, the cameras, all this, that it never ends, the upgrades, the, all the things that it takes to stay uh, in, the, in the arena of being able to do what we do. And I know some people say, well, you can just do it on your smartphone. Well, I believe the Lord wants us to do the best we can with the best we can get to publish his word in whatever avenue that might be. A newspaper article telling folks on your job, in your classroom, wherever you might be. But I also believe that we should, uh, if we have the opportunity, the, the uh, funds to do so, we should publish the word in ways that millions have the possibility to hear. That's what YouTube and Facebook does. If folks would begin to share the gospel they hear instead of just hit the like button or comment if they would share it to all their thousands of friends and then those would share it. Man, we could reach the world with the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. With the words of God being taught and preached in their righteous context. And we, man, could reach far and wide with that powerful right hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter 15 Again, this is part eight today here on this 19th day of October in 2020. One more thing, this is the week we've been waiting for for a year. This is the week that determined camp meeting takes place, and it'll be in Dublin, Georgia this year, beginning this Thursday night, the 22nd. Uh, Pastor Colton Hill will begin uh, the services there, and it'll be Friday and Saturday, and both of those days, eight 
10, 2, and 6 p.m. And then my son Andrew will close the meetings out on Sunday morning. So be sure and watch live if you can't make it. You can watch live on the Scotty Williams Facebook page or on YouTube you can find Crossway Fellowship. And there you can watch the services live and be a part of what God is doing in these last days. And let me say this before we dig into the Word this morning about these determined camp meetings. These are the services folks ought to be driving across the country to hear, these ministers. And we're not the only ones. People have said we thought that, and by no means would we ever think that or say that, but these are some of the ministers in these last days God has raised up to, to declare the same message the Apostle Paul has proclaimed. And I know a lot of people don't like it. If you think about the Apostle Paul, at the end of his life, at the end of his ministry, he hardly had any followers because the way of the cross is not a huge ministry builder. Oh, it's what God uses to build, but it rejects everything else man chooses to build with. Therefore, uh, it's always going to be that way. But what I'm saying is, these are some of the ministers you need to be driving across country to hear God's Word proclaimed in its right context, the message of the cross. These are ministers that have come out from among what people think and the control of denominations, the control of of people, the control of mom and dad and best friend and folk they've been in church with. These folk have come out of all that to cling to nothing and to glory and boast in nothing but the cross of Jesus Christ. And when you hear these men, these preachers, teach and preach the Word of God, your heart will leap with joy if it is truth that you're after. So don't forget to tune in. That starts Thursday night. This week, again, October the 22nd, 7 p.m. Praise the Lord. <coughs> but today for us, here and now, it's Romans 15, and we're going to begin in verse 17. And Paul says, I have therefore whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. Now, I love this. I, I really love this, and the Lord is going to put some uh, meat on the table today. He's going to attempt to impart some truth to our hearts. Uh, he's, he's going to try to get us beyond listening to a preacher or a teacher. He's going to try to go beyond that and give us something today. Are you watching this to receive something of the Lord? Do you understand today that you need something from the Lord? I do. I know that I need something from the Lord today. I don't have the mindset any longer that God will do whatever he wants to do somewhere down the road or, or I've got it already, everything. I'm on my way to heaven. No, God wants to impart something to me. If we want to take a moment to uh, go back all the way to Romans chapter 1, we see Paul writing this letter, and we need to recap every once in a while. Paul writes this letter to an already saved, already spirit-filled church. Do you get that? And he says in Romans chapter 1 that he, he wants to impart a spiritual gift unto them. And then he expounds on what that means. I can't wait to get there to preach the gospel to you because I'm still not ashamed of the gospel. Now he's talking to an already saved, already spirit-filled church. And I want you to get that. 
because I come from the mindset years and years as a Christian that I don't need to hear the gospel. I have already heard the gospel. I have already been saved by the gospel, and now I don't need the gospel. No, my friends, anything that doesn't have the context of the gospel, you're not going to find God at work in it. And I got news for you. That's just the way the Bible declares it. Paul said to the church in Galatia in chapter 6, Galatians, uh, verse 16, that as many as walk according to this rule, this boundary, this this, this sphere in which the activity of the Holy Spirit works, and he's talking about that, that boundary, that rule that comes to the conclusion that God forbids that we glory in anything other, boast in anything other than the cross of Jesus Christ, trust in anything other than the cross of Christ. That's the rule that we walk by, that boundary, the Bible calls it that sphere of activity, that place where the activity of the Holy Spirit takes place to conform us to the image of Christ. Now hear me now. He's telling the Galatians there, as many as walk according to this rule, there be peace and mercy among them. So we get back to the place where we are determined to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. And when we see Paul here saying, I have therefore whereof, again, when you see the word therefore, you must look back because he's speaking of something previously. And you must do that often. Because if you just read the Bible without looking back when, when the Apostle Paul says, Therefore, well, what for? Well, let's look back to verse 16. That I should be the minister of Jesus Christ, the servant of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. That's you and me. Ministering the gospel of God. That's the message of the cross. That's the good news of what God did in Christ and all that is offered to man through that exclusive avenue, that rule, that narrow path. That's not the cross to get in. And now it's purpose-driven this and 40 days of that and I speak it into existence. No, that's all me again. I've got to get back to him again and what he did at Calvary. I don't ever put that on the shelf. I take that up through denying myself of all that is offered by men to take up my cross again today to be able to follow him. Hallelujah. And so Paul says, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And and what Paul is saying here is that what the Gentiles are offering to God might be acceptable, this sanctified life by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who sanctifies us. When we were born again, we were sanctified in that moment, set apart under, the, under God's use, God's purpose, God's will. And, but the Bible also teaches that we're to walk learn how to possess our vessels in sanctification and honor that which honors the Lord, that which is pleasing unto the Lord, what we're, that which is acceptable to God. Because at the born-again experience, you, my friend, became accepted by God. 
God didn't stick around and, and, and God didn't, let me say it a better way, God didn't see all the mistakes you would make in the future and say, no, I don't think so. No, God accepted you at that moment. You need to, you're accepted by God because God accepted what His Son did through humility and obedience at the cross. And when that's where your trust is, that's where your glory, your boast is, then God is going to not just be pleased with you being His child, but pleased with the fruit you're bearing. Hallelujah. And I know I'm talking to some folks today. And I know that they need to hear what I'm about to say. You need to quit worrying about what other people think. That will hold you. The fear of man is a snare, the Bible says. God is in the attempt trying to bring you out from among that which holds you and will not let you run this race the way God desires you run this race. You're being held by chains. I'm talking to ministers right now, and you know who you are. And, and I mean, and if you listen, if you don't make the choice to follow Christ in the way he desires you to follow him, to become determined to push everything else aside but this message of the cross, heartache and great loss are in the future for you. And not the loss of things that you don't need, but the loss of things that God desires you do have and walk in. And you need to be listening. All it is is a choice, my friends, to trust in the cross of Christ from the heart. Doesn't matter where you are today. It's not, we're not where we are because we've worked so hard to get here. We're where we are if we're in the faith and following Christ through faith in the cross alone. We're where we are today because the Lord has brought us here. And he wants to take us much further. But it will, it will, it will cost us that which is required of us to deny ourselves and to continue to go on with the no matter if your spouse is willing to go on or not no matter if that whoever whatever it is you have to my friend continue to learn God's word in the context of the blood as we brought out yesterday, and I believe in the last session here in this Romans teaching in Exodus 24, please write it down and go look at it. Exodus 24, verses 6 through 8, the Lord, after the people of God in the Old Covenant read all the words of the law, Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the altar, then on the people, and listen, then the, the, the great declaration was made, behold the blood of the covenant which I have made with you concerning all these words. The Word of God, the only power the Word of God has is the blood of Jesus Christ and your faith in it. That's why we must study God's Word, preach God's Word, uh, teach God's Word in the context of the blood or it will be just us, just us and not Him in and through us. And when you don't agree with that, then you will stay crippled as the church has been crippled and paralyzed for centuries. Not the last few years, not the last hundred years, for centuries. But it's time to rise up and begin this last day's march, my friend. 
with this blood-stained banner flying higher than ever before, God's people waking up unto righteousness. Hallelujah. It's happening now. I pray you'd be a part of it. God's not going to pick you up by the collar and throw you into the to the lineup and to the rank of this last day's army, you're going to have to join it on your own free will. You're going to have to deny yourself. Take up your cross, faith in the cross of Christ alone, and follow Him. Amen. It's about following the captain of your salvation, but you've got to recognize who that really is and the way He really leads. Hallelujah. So He says here, therefore, that uh, verse 16, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles, that which the Gentiles are offering up, might be acceptable. Being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. If what we're offering to God is not being sanctified by the Holy Spirit, if we're not being sanctified by the Holy Spirit, and again, the church is already sanctified in position but is God is God accept or, or is what we're offering him daily acceptable and we always have to refer back to what the Lord had Paul write to the church in Galatia John write to the churches in Revelation we read about uh, we, we, ha we have to look at these things when, when the great story of Peter stepping into a, a boat of hypocrisy in Antioch. We read about it in Galatians chapter 2. <coughs> Peter was righteous before the Lord. But, but what he was doing was not the fruits of righteousness, was not the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit when he did what he did. You read it for yourself in Galatians 2. I've mentioned it a thousand or more times because it's a great point of reference to discuss we are righteous if we believed upon Christ, but is our activities acceptable? Is our worship acceptable? Because just because we're uplifted hands and singing songs does not mean that that's being accepted by God. It's always according to the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit who sanctifies us as our faith remains in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. Folks who disagree with that, well, then they don't understand the Bible and they will stay crippled and playing make-believe and religion the rest of their lives, forfeiting so many rewards, so forfeiting so much treasure that could have been laid up uh, for themselves when they reach that great judgment seat of Christ, which is coming very soon ahead. So we could stay here in verse 16 for quite some time. Let me read it again. That I should be, Paul, the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, that's us, ministering the gospel of God, that's the message of the cross, the good news of what God did in Christ at Calvary, that the offering up of the Gentiles, that what the Gentiles are offering up to God might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Let me say it again before we move on, because Paul says in verse 17, I have therefore whereof I may glory. We'll get into that in just a minute, but don't forget this. Anything that you, even you, has been declared righteous by God, 
justified, freed from your sin, the guilt from your sin. You're in Christ. You're on your way to heaven. But for your life, experiential daily, to be acceptable to God, it must be in the process of being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. That means we're walking in the state of a renewed mind. We're being conformed into the image of Christ. We're walking and living by faith according to the Word of God, not just trying to be nice and, and, and do the best we can. No, no, we live according, we live by faith. And faith comes by us hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And that is, the Bible says, we live as we go from faith to faith, Romans 1, 16 through 18. But that faith, that that that. That, that we only go from faith to faith as the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. And again, we go back to every word having to be seen and believed through the blood. Because the Bible is powerless without my faith in the blood of Jesus. Can't be saved without my faith in the blood, meaning the death, the work of righteousness Jesus carried out for me at Calvary so he could take my sin and, and bear my sin, put my sin away, and, and give me his righteousness. That's where that happened, through my faith in the cross. And I'm made righteous in him. But the way I live daily is not according to me trying to be good like the good people I've surrounded myself with, but it's according to the Word of God. Am I living according to the Word of God? And if I am, my friends, listen very carefully. The conforming process into the image of Christ is not always, if ever, a tiptoe through the tulips of holiness. The result of being conformed into His image is the fruits of His righteousness, which is the only avenue that's unto holiness which is the only avenue through which men will see the Lord. Now, I'm just quoting Bible to you, so I hope you're getting this. So the question is for all of us as Christians. We are righteous if we're Christians in Christ, but is what we're offering to the Lord daily, if we're even offering Him anything, because I'd be willing to say that most of what's called Christianity is not even with the mindset of offering God anything today. I know what I'm talking about. I lived that way for years. I'd be willing to say, and, and I'm almost 100% sure of it at this very moment, that most of what's called Christian, maybe even most of what is really Christianity, has moved away from the focus of offering that which is acceptable to God today, and those that desire to do it don't, don't know how. That it's through the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. And that means through faith in what sanctified you initially, keeping your faith there so that the Holy Spirit can work in you both to will and to do to carry out that which is pleasing unto the Lord. Amen. It's not just us trying to be good and, and survive and maintain till the rapture takes place. No, no, no. It's 
the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit conforming me into the very image of the one who saved me. Hallelujah. I am righteous, but am I even offering anything to God today? And if I am, is it through that sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit? Think about that. Great question for us today. Verse 17, Paul says, I have therefore... See, when you look back at therefore to see what for, you'll be flooded with the great truth to fill your heart. And great conviction, I hope, because these kind of teachings should convict all of our hearts. What will we offer to God in this day today that he's given us to be able to rejoice and to be glad in it? What will we thank God for? For there's no end to what we could be thanking God for. What, what, uh, will we even worship God today? Will we give him praise today? Will we go search the riches of his great truths in his word today? Will we share the truth with someone today? Do, not just do we long to, we can fake ourselves out about that. Well, I wanted to for 40 years, but I never did. That get in the process of being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. There's where you'll feel that, oh, that that experience of of change and and, and becoming more confident in him and less in yourselves, more more bold as a lion. As the scriptures say, the righteous are as bold as a lion. But where's my boldness been? Come on now, I'm trying to help somebody today. Trying to help us today to see there's always room for more. And I'm not talking about saying, Lord, I know there's more. Give me more. And you just say that for 40 years and more never comes. More of Jesus, to be more like Jesus, to express Jesus more. For my friend, it is all about Jesus. He is creator, he is savior, and he is judge of all. All things, let me say it again this morning, all things are from Jesus Christ. They're for Jesus Christ. They're from him, they're for him. And all things are through him. And all things will end up back in his presence on their knees before him, including us, confessing, even the Christians, what we've done with what we've been given, the lost race of the first Adam at the great, at the, at the great white throne judgment will be on their near, knees confessing him as Lord. So everything is about Jesus. That means our focus today should be on Jesus and what he did for us at Calvary. Hallelujah. If you begin to study the word, you begin to understand then that it's more than just a thought. Well, he saved me at the cross. What else is there? Oh, my, my, my. Everything else, because the only avenue through which God works, that rule, Paul said, as many as walk according to this rule, Galatians 6, 16, will find the mercy and the peace of God among them. Oh, we have access to it, but are we finding it daily? Paul says, I have therefore, whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ. And he says here, that really means I have reason to glory, but my glory is only through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. If anything's pertaining to God, my friends, it must be through Jesus Christ. 
And that word through Jesus Christ means through His work at Calvary. Not just our mindset of a man called Jesus, but listen, there's two scriptures in the New Testament that speak of looking unto Jesus. The other one says, but we see Jesus. Both of those are in the book of Hebrews. And both of those in those same verses right there with those phrases point us to the work of Christ at Calvary. You need to look at those. In Hebrews, let's turn over there. I'm about, I'm about to uh, have to close. I think the first one's in Hebrews 2 and 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. But we see Jesus. How do we see him? Well, he was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. That's how, see, mentioned twice in that verse, for the suffering of death, and that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Now let's look at Hebrews 12, I believe it is, Hebrews 12, where it says, verse 2, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Both these scriptures in the New Testament <clears throat> that say looking unto Jesus, but we see Jesus, they both point us to the cross, the death of Christ, that we may see him properly. We don't just picture a brown-eyed Jewish man we don't just picture a man walking through town healing everybody. It's okay if you want to have those imaginations. You should. God gave you that imagination to imagine those wonderful things that Jesus did among the human race when he walked on this earth. But the identification you and I have with Christ is in his death. The place we look upon him is in what he did for us at Calvary. And you need never forget that, my friend. No, Jesus is not on the cross. He's, he was buried and he's resurrected. He's alive today at the right hand of the Father, living in the hearts of those who've trusted in that work by his Spirit today. But let me read this again before I close. I have therefore whereof. I have reason to glory, but through Jesus Christ. And only in those things which pertain to God. Everything that we call of God, pertaining to God, that we're involved in, must be through Jesus Christ. That means faith in what he did at Calvary. Or it will not be that sphere of activity of the Holy Spirit. It will not be the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit, and it will not be acceptable to God, even though you're accepted because you're righteous in Christ if you trusted in the shed blood, the death of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. But the process of your living will not be acceptable. God does not accept the things we do just because we are right before Him. He's looking for our fruit to be right been a great broadcast today. I hope you would share these broadcasts for many need to hear the teaching of God's Word 
in its proper context, which is the context of Calvary. The cross of Christ is the only avenue through which righteousness comes, Galatians 2.21. And all of God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel, Romans 1, 16, and 17. I pray that you would love the truth of the scriptures more than you would be attached to a person, a preacher, anyone, even though they've taught you some things, they're not teaching you that which will carry you forward in the avenue through which the very activity of your life is that of the Holy Spirit so that it can be considered sanctified before God. God bless you. We love you. That's why we're faithful to be here to share God's words of truth and righteousness with you daily, to point you to Jesus Christ and His work at Calvary throughout all the Scriptures. And I know if you're listening, you're being encouraged. I know if you're listening and you're accepting that which the Holy Spirit is trying to offer to you, that you're growing and you're sharing these truths with others. Not everybody is going to accept the way of the cross. But I have, and I pray that you and I continue to more so each and every day. Don't forget to pray for us. Sow into the ministry. I encourage you to sow into good ground where you're hearing the truth of God's Word. And God will, without a doubt, pour out upon your life in many different ways. And you'll be amazed at what He'll do through your faith in the gospel alone. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can type the word give to the number 903-314. I'm sorry, 903-231-5950. 903-231-5950. When you give to the truth, God is going to give to you in many avenues. I know we're out of time, but I don't care. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Uh, don't forget to pray for the camp meetings this week. They're going to be phenomenal, phenomenal. And I'm just thankful to be a part of them again this year. We love you. God bless you. And until next time, which will be next Monday, because I'm out after this session, uh, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Amen. See you next time.